and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 104. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my um, easily fascinated co-host, Ryan Sanitsky. Sorry, I found a model of literally my favorite car in the world. So <laughs> I have a, a box of childhood uh, car models, and he found a 124th scale Lamborghini Countach. Yes, it is. And he is playing with it. I'm uh, actually reviewing it. He's uh, Sorry, <laughs> he's, he's Doug DeMuroing this 124th scale uh, Countach. MMI touch volume. That's right here. I always get that wrong. That's all right. TMI is a funnier way to say it. I was mentioning all the the weird little idiosyncrasies of the Countach I got right. It's like these doors open way too much. Is that a Barago? What brand is that? Uh, Yeah, it's Barago. Yep. Barago is like the best poverty manufacturer of car models. So the the doors really should open only about that much. Uh, The pivot point's wrong. Uh, however, what one thing I can commend them on is they got the pe- the ridiculous pedal box right, because the uh, pedal box like being partially in the way of the parking brake is one thing, and then because you have the wheel well uh, where it is, the pedal box is over like six inches from where it should be, so like you have to drive really. Well, awkwardly. it's kind of an Italian thing. Even the pedal box in my three fifty five is pretty out there. Also. That's about how much the steering wheel turns in real life on a Countach. Does it have a one-to-one steering ratio in real life? No, it's got like a 35-to-one, so you, gotta, it's like a, you mm. have to manhandle it, too, oh, so it well. sucks. Hmm. Plus, it's cool because this one is carbureted because it's got just the it's got the Weber carburetors on it. So I'm sure that's fun to tune and balance. Tw- 12 carburetors? Yeah, I know, right? I thought it had six carbs. Nope, that's 12. Yikes! It's uh, it's six six two barrels, so yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not sure if the balancing. I'd imagine you would have to It'd deal with awful. twelve individual points. Awful. Man, I but, yeah, I've seen people balance carbs on like V8 Italian cars. I'm like, I don't, I don't have that skill. I will note another thing that got incorrect on this is it's only got one wiper when it's actually got two that are almost on top of each other. Just one moves at a different rate. Wow, Barago from 1997 or eight, you slipping. To be fair though, given that it's a poverty model. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Fair enough. All right. You went down there to look at a Kyosho Z32, which is a really high-end model. Yeah. And you came up with a Countach. Yep. The Countach is better. Shocking. Anyway, Um. I'm going to start right off with (laughs) a local event, which I just attended yesterday. Josh, you can include yourself on this since you're here. (laughs) Josh Josh is still here to at least peanut gallery, hopefully keep us on track. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, Brainerd International Raceway, that is kind of our closest uh, road course mecca here in the twin cities it's about two hours northwest of town and the owner of the track jed copham died last november in florida after uh falling off of a boat and drowning i'm not sure if that's actually the truth or not but it doesn't really matter anyway so yesterday was finally the culmination of efforts to do a memorial not necessarily a service but like an event for him so unfortunately we had really really terrible weather it was about 44 and rainy really windy but I drove up anyway um, just to attend. Uh, pretty good turnout. It was actually at the tail end of a racing weekend anyway. So they were finishing up uh, Michelin Cup bikes. And then we went in pretty much immediately to uh, doing a tourist lap of the short course. Actually, it was a long course, which I did entirely on autopilot, which was slightly terrifying. Wow. There were no road lines, impressive. obviously, but I was behind a dually three-quarter ton. So it had a large enough like radio- okay. radar signature where it, yeah. it would let me do it. But just at one point, it just said take over immediately, and it flashed a red steering wheel on the display. <laughs> I'm like, that's probably normal. Um, but after that, I mean, I met up with a couple of friends up there. Um, it was pretty great. They're, they had an open mic at the wheelie bar of just like Remembrance of Jed stuff. So lots of stories that you wouldn't necessarily hear if you weren't like intimately friends with the guy. But... 
Uh, really good turnout, especially considering the weather. And uh, yeah, it's a bummer that he's gone, but his wife runs the track now, and she is arguably even more of a petrol head than Jed was. So they retired his SCCA number. They put up some posters all around BIR of him. and That's great. Yeah, it's going to be a fun 2019 season, I'm sure. So I just kind of wanted to briefly recap that. And, since... we'll, and we'll remember him. And we, we did a uh, we did a eulogy on him when he passed away. He's on been the, eulogized. On the, on the uh, website as U- well. Eulogoogly. Yep. yep. But anyway, um, there you go. You probably won't get media coverage a, of that um... one. Shit. Zoolander reference. Yes, it was. Okay. A so... eulogoogly. Speaking of retiring, yes. uh, the Grumman LLV. Oh, I do the, like the mail truck. The, the long forgotten variant of Josh and Anna's S10. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> They're retiring that because they've literally not been made since 1994. It's kind of getting really hard to find parts for iron pukes. And Weird. They're, they're, Such an get, efficient they, engine. They get yeah. 10 miles per gallon. What's the thermal efficiency? None. <laughs> um. The so, gas just goes straight onto the ground. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, the uh, um, U.S. Postal Service is looking for other brands to make a modern kind of LLV. Well, and they've been doing that for a while, haven't they? Looking for contractors Well, to do now this? they're, like, really, like, pushing. Oh, motion. okay. And Mahindra's actually uh, getting into the running here. Hmm. Uh, they're actually, they're putting in a bid uh, in a uh, Michigan assembly plant that was shut right. down by one of the big three. Yep. And they're going to be building some sort of truck. And if you're wondering, you know, what they could possibly have, uh, the Gito, which is that one right there, that is a one-cylinder pickup made from the Indian market that has a larger <laughs> payload capacity than a modern F-150. Oh, man. Okay. A one-cylinder? <laughs> one-cylinder. What is the displacement of the Yeto? I, the Gito, I think. Um, I think it's, like... Tomato it's, Yeto. It's, it's, like, pretty big. I think it's, like... I think it's like a 650 or a 750. It's a huge one-cylinder. Right. It has... Oh, yeah. Oh, God. They're going over the specs of the Grumman LLV. A turbo hydromatic 180 and an Iron yeah. Duke. Ugh. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bad. I'm looking for the displacement of this one-cylinder engine. They don't have it. You hmm. scroll back. Uh, we'll have to it like doesn't it. matter. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, one, it's a one-cylinder engine. I'm surprised BYD cute. hasn't thrown their hat in the ring because they are globally the the world's largest producer of well for sure battery electric vehicles. But that doesn't make sense in rural areas, obviously. Yeah, I think I think this will probably be the last generation of an internal combustion engine. I'm guessing we will see this platform, whatever they It'll adopt, swap over. It, yeah, yeah, at some point, I'm sure it at will migrate. Point. And for right off the bat, for a lot of um, inner city routes, I mean, they could they could start EV right now. Yeah. Well, you know, another vehicle they make here that uh, totally sh- would be a great mail truck. Tesla Model S? No, the oh. um, the Mahindra Roxor. They're C- they make that here? Yeah, you can buy it here. The the CJ2A uh, continuation that they made. So Mahindra, since like 1946, has been making Jeeps under license. Oh, okay. Huh. That's and so cool. they've had the CJ2A in production yep. continuously in India. Wow. Under the Mahindra name. And it's like now they sell it here. So if you if you could pull up the Mahindra Roxor, because everybody should know what this truck is. I, it's my favorite off-road truck until Suzuki brings us the Jimny as a uh, side-by-side. But, yeah, they sell it. It's, it's a 62-horsepower, like, one-liter diesel CJ2A. Wow. Yeah, it's super cool. It's, super cool. it's literally just 
wonder, a wonder what the Twitter. retail is on one of those. More they than are, you can afford, pal. <laughs> Sorry, I, have I think to. I think um, <laughs> the base model is like thirteen or so. It, it's okay. it's equivalent to like the Reasonable. Polaris or uh, Razor. Yeah, yeah. So this would be such a better vehicle to have in your uh, thirty acres up north than a Razor. Yeah. Now, yeah. Not only that, like. It's still close enough to CJ2A where you can use CJ2A parts. And can you? Can this be licensed for road use? Yes, not, not legally. No, not it, slow vehicle. It's just it's not dot compliant. Uh, okay. I, I bet you could probably though. put the thirty mile an hour things on it and drive it on rural routes. Though. Well, you can go okay. over thirty. Well, I know, but like for legally reasons. All right. I reckon you could probably find a CJ2A VIN. Yes. And find one that's just been rusted into oblivion yep. and just stick all the CJ2A crap on it. That would be and perfect. Say, yeah, it's the CJ2A, but I put I rebuilt it with mostly Mahindra Rockstar parts. So I'm sorry. Are like, we, literally everything except for the VIN plates and Mahindra Rockstar. Are they um, Are they suggesting we use these as mail trucks again? I, th- that's one of the other options I was thinking that they could do. Is That would be a really good But is good that one. what they're proposing? Well, they're, they're building a plant. That's okay. all we know. Okay. And so what... They're speculating. What people are speculating on is either it's going to be a Rocks or or a Jita. That uh, either way, they're both very cool vehicles and just bring back ruthlessly impractical for current mail carrier needs. Not really. Yeah. Why the LLV was designed to be huge on the inside and small on the outside and last like thirty years or whatever. Yeah, you can totally make that into a panel truck. But you will could, it last against the Minnesota the f- salt? The fact that that isn't fully ground up designed for the postal service like the LLV is means it will not get adopted and it will not succeed. So that's why I was thinking I, that one would probably be a better solution. But I imagine they could probably, base it on that. I, that's what I'm thinking is they're going to base it off that kind of sure. like the LLV was based off the Blazer. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they I take like the frame and power train. Jan has a suggestion. Oh, I think we should just import all the Jimneys. And use those. I think that's a great idea. That is a very good idea. Yes, the Jimneys the are the way to go. Because, um, hey Josh, you've probably never heard the Suzuki Jimny, but it is a tiny Jeep. Are those available in the Philippines? Sorry, everybody, I'm oh, moving Jesus. microphones. Yes, they are available in the Philippines. Yeah, Austin has told me about those. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're wonderful. They're, they're just like a Suzuki Samurai that is still being made. Okay. They're wonderful. It's the best thing in the world. Welcome, Jenna. Hi. It so, does. <laughs> now there is that. That is hopefully going to be a thing. I love Indian vehicles. I want. Indian is it going to still have a one-cylinder engine? I can only hope. <laughs> it can't be that much slower than an iron puke. So it literally ha- it is faster because I think the current one is faster in a quarter mile than an iron puke. Can you buy uh, Grumman LLV used? Or is it like UPS yes. where they dismantle and they, they, I feel like I've seen them. They but... will not technically sell it to you, but I imagine they will sell it to people that are licensed for a right hand drive vehicle, so X mail carriers. And you can probably buy it from X mail carrier. I kinda wanna do a hood rat so swap you're on one saying of those. I want to do an LS swap on one yeah. Especially yeah. now, yeah, when they're hopefully gonna start getting rid All of right. some of them. Yeah. I yeah, because I would love to do like Josh and Anna's build and I have a truck. question. <laughs> Uh, so the HVAC system in a Grumman LLV doesn't mount the blower motor down low behind the know. wheel well. Like I don't S10. know. I don't know. That's we'll the real question. Well, it's not a problem until you slam it. So. Well, of course you're going to be slamming it. All right. <laughs> when you slam it. Yeah. It's not an if. That's a when. Um, so, yes. 
I would like more Indian vehicles. I also want the DC Avanti to come to America. The DC Avanti is an Indian supercar that is basically a modern MR2. Oh, okay. Yes. We did cover that. It actually does yeah. seem pretty skookum. So yeah, I'm actually pretty much in full agreement on that one. Yeah. Oh, speaking of fun, cheap uh, MR2-like things, uh, the Mazda Miata, the car that we actually get here. Yes. And I don't know about the Fiat, but this story specifically pertains to North America and the ND. So people are still, I'm not going to say overwhelmingly, but still over 50% of the take rate on these cars is manual transmission I'm in so North America. I'm so shocked that they even make an automatic. And I know. Who would, like, I, I that get that it, it's a pretty no, modern Eisen auto and all that. And like, ooh, predictive shift logic. No, like, it, no. it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's going to be reactive no matter what you do. It's supposed to be designed as a driver's car. It's supposed to be right. the feel of driving the car on the road, not anything else. And if you're putting an automatic into that, you are literally making it worse. And there's no way on earth that you can ever argue that an automatic Miata is a good thing. Like there's, it's not right. a good idea. Like if you want to, that's a, a cross dresser. No, if you want to, it's a pre-op transvestite. If you want a, well, no, no I mean, that's yes. fine. If you're into that, then you're into that. Oh, well, that, yeah. There are people that are into that automatic mx i'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna go there with that but i mean like i just did so there you go i'm not condoning that but whatever anyway Fine. so the the thing is like if if you want to get a good example of it it's if you want if you're looking for something like that like it's like getting a brz like get an automatic brz while you're at it the uh, the united states buys more manual brz's than canada though even That's though hilarious. they buy more manual mx5s than we do interesting so there you go because Canada obviously wants... Well, Either way, I, North actually, America... No, that makes sense, because if somebody's going to get a, a convertible in Canada, they're going to get it as solely a summer car. Right. Not something they're going to fool themselves True. into using it regularly. That's fair. And honestly, I'm kind of a sequitur, but like most of the NDs I see are the RF, the retractable hardtop yeah. one. Which, I mean, good-looking car, but I'm surprised they're really expensive. So I'm surprised that I see so many more of those. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like that all that much. I mean, it looks... Good. I just I think for tall people they have to get them because of the the head clearance and yeah. the the hard top somehow it's higher. My whole thing is just or maybe it's worse. I can't remember. Either get yourself a convertible Miata or get yourself a BRZ or get a Fiat One Twenty Four and call it good. That's not a really good car. That's the burger talking. Uh, yep. But anyway, in North America at large, we are still buying by far the most manual transmissions on like we'll call them luxury goods not just like a, i need a corolla what's the cheapest way you can get me this commuter car because i mean there are other countries in the world where they still sell base model vehicles like 100 percent of the time in manual hmm. but stuff that's kind of a luxury item we still we take the cake and the, the mx5 and the 86 are helping us do that good there so you go. that's perfect it is good. Uh, speaking of mazda and non-luxury vehicles actually okay um mazda's in-house restoration program where they've been restoring their cars coming up to their 100th anniversary cool. so they've done the they did a mazda cosmo and then they did the uh, mazda glc and they have the mazda miata restoration program that they're doing did yeah. you say restoration uh, restoration oh, program man. uh and then now there is the mazda 323 the mazda familia uh, this is their first front-wheel drive hatchback that they made. Um, they just did a perfect ground-up restoration on this wow. uh, with teaching younger employees and high school students how to restore cars. Um, and it, it was designed to kind of like show off the history of Mazda and still pride it in the workplace. But it's really cool they did that in such a, a normal car. 
uh, and not the not the high trim level one like this one right here. It's being shown, but it's just a totally normal one. And when they did a restoration, it was like a rotisserie restoration to make yep. it flawless using all all NOS parts. And if they didn't have it, they made it. Um, wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, all the way down so to paint the block and everything. Well, yeah, they're chemical stripping it right there in that picture. Yeah, and making it right. And <clears> it's it's really, really, really cool Jeez. that they're doing that. Um, 250,000 kilometers on the chassis that they restored and just made it perfect. And what they're doing is they're doing that just to, you know, because their 100th anniversary is coming up, they're going through all of the cars that were huge yep. Um, in their history. I think... <gasps> Yeah. A 10-month restoration project. When possible, the original parts were cleaned, reconditioned, or repaired. Otherwise, parts were either re- reproduced or sourced from 60 outside vendors. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's we should incredible. do this with Ron. Oh, that would be so expensive. Oh, especially, so with that, expensive. especially with the Swiss cheese body. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Million-dollar accord. I'll just clap, look the other way, and just bring in a, a cord from I, yeah. California. That, that is probably yeah. a, you know you're right. It probably is like a hundred thousand dollars. Like a, the only one hundred thousand dollar three twenty three. Like legitimately just, would cost at least that, even if you had the facilities. This is like an entire like. What I don't think it's kind of weird here is they're using all these people to do what what Brian Thompson does in his spare time. Where that's that guy in Los yeah. Angeles that restores like Toyota Tercels and just like rando cars. And this guy that worked at for Nissan, and he designed yep. he designed the uh, Nissan NV fifteen hundred, and he spends all of his money restoring weird cars. Oh, so right. he's got like a Tercel. It's just like cars he liked from the eighties. So he's like a Tercel, like a first gen Camry, yep. and like all these just like weird like what the like WTF cars yep. that he's restored like flawlessly. But, I like yeah. how they all signed the underside of the air cleaner. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's yeah, so, so cute. Yeah, no, it, it's really really awesome. I'm I'm really happy that they're doing this. Um, you know, just because these little cars, they never get the, you know, the real time of day that they should get. To quote uh, regular car reviews on that Plymouth Horizon, this wasn't meant to survive. Exactly. It wasn't meant <laughs> yeah. to survive. Is it a coincidence that that uh, bottom side of that air cleaner kind of looks like the Rising Sun flag? You know, I'm just saying that mm. Mazda didn't make a variant of a tank. Huh. In World War II, and huh. they got nuked during World War II. Pretty so. sure that's not a coincidence. <laughs> I do have to say, like, I'm just imagining a professor being like, group project, and this is what happens. Right? Like, no, right? The best shop teacher ever. Yeah. That's, restoring yeah. a that's like the May term in the Dyna in high school. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. That's I do like that they're giving a lease on life to a you know a less than special model. I mean, yeah. that's cool. I'll I'll be curious to see what they do next. I think we, you covered like one of their old race cars that they did the first time, right? Yeah, they did the Cosmo. Yeah. Uh, I think the next one, it's either gonna be the um, the it's either gonna be an R three sixty or it's will be the Mazda Go three uh, trike, the motorcycle pickup truck thing that they made like right after World War II. <laughs> That like really saved the, com- the company and rebuilt Japan. Saved their bacon. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, either way, I'm I'm curious. I mean, I don't think a lot of like seven eight seven Bs need restoration. Otherwise, that would be my, yeah, go do that. I I'm totally on board with like this stupid car. Like I'll find the most obscure thing you've oh, yeah. never heard of. I'm like six twenty six rear wheel drive coupe. Like that should In be. In twenty years, they're going to be doing a Mazda five manual. Yes, they. No, they will for their hundred and twenty fifth. Yes. 
which is the best Mazda 5, which we all know. Please take Vanekin. We're actually, we're actually going to talk about them. I'm going to change a couple other things in this episode after I talk about my last topic. But I was going to say, there are only two other things. I, 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 I want to talk about uh, the van show that was at... Oh, sure, um, sure, sure. But I'll let you do your Tesla but thing But yeah, first. Eric, I want, I want to hear about this. Please. Okay, so... I saw your Instagram photos. I know, well, I had to. It's like it, everyone in that really awful tesla owners group in minnesota posts a photo of their car with the tesla mobile service van when they do their mobile Obviously, service appointment because they're white girls with uggs and pumpkin spice lattes no no they're just a bunch of piss chugs you're giving white girls with uggs and pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> not their due credit did, did you say <laughs> pumping spice pumpkin spice lattes okay. fine anyway so I scheduled an appointment to get the Takata passenger airbag replaced, mm -hmm. and then I had a couple other little things that I wanted looked at, like the second key I had for my car just like didn't work at all. Oh. Um, I had some condensation that I didn't know if was normal in the rear left taillight, mm -hmm. uh, and then I also wanted them to change the picture of my car on the display of my car so and the, the app. Yeah, you saw that. that. So, so that's interesting that the taillight because i've heard the most common condensation issue issues are the front right taillight front right taillight you yeah. said rear left taillight rear taillight just superfluous information <laughs> sorry the, fine the left the left inner taillight are you happy now ryan yes. um and then also i had a uh i thought the right front wind regulator was failing because <laughs> when i put it all the way down or all the way up occasionally on the way up it would stop and bump back a little bit and it sounded like the cable was sliding off one of the little pulleys inside no turned out the regulator was fine and a piece of uh, waterproofing came back from the door handle and was scraping on the glass while he was fixing that he found that my door handle was like broken and it was still working fine but he's like i don't know how that was working but i, I replaced it Oh, no. There's a little like metal fulcrum in there that actually pushes the door handle out, and like one half of the little fulcrum point holder was broken off. So he's mm -hmm. like, "I just replaced that for you." Uh, the key, he didn't even look; he just gave me a new one and programmed it. And then three quarters of the way through this process, which incidentally happened in my work parking lot while I was doing work, mm -hmm. okay, it's just a weird experience altogether. Um, I asked him, "Like, is it?" possible to change the picture of the car on the gauge cluster and like the app and stuff to show the summer <laughs> wheels like the bigger 21 inch wheels because like right now it just shows my winter wheels yeah i saw that which are what it came with i'm like it's fine if it's not possible i'm just curious like yeah i'm actually plugged in right now it's like you just change a parameter it's like option six instead of option three <laughs> and sure cool. enough it, it updated on my app in my phone and on the screen and like every parameter of the car so i'm like well that's super cool my car yeah. looks less poor now <laughs> um, but he didn't. The have name time. of the car is Poverty because it's a uh, yeah. Tesla dual motor D. poor yeah. seventy. It's even more oh, poverty 70. than a seventy. Oh my god, that is poverty. Yeah, level. I'm poor, so all wheel drive. Um, <laughs> dude, the the look on people's faces when I I tell them it's a beater. When I picked up those toolboxes at Harbor Freight, they're like, "What?" So like, yeah, just push it in. Like I don't care. Like you're not gonna break it. Um, but anyway, they, they ran out of time for um, the airbag because of a couple other snags. But the guy who worked on my car was a 15-year veteran at MotorWorks BMW. He raced an NB Miata. Oh, cool. And he had, like, race tires in the back of the Tesla service van that he picked up on his brake. Nice. Like, this guy was legit. That's cool. And then he put in the notes, like, replace this guy's taillights. So that'll happen next time. 
I don't know if I'll get a cool how guy. How much next did, time. It, did it all cost? Uh, the only thing I paid for was buying a new shell for the actual key. Because when I lent the car to Scott when I was in Finland, he broke the key ring. Wow! Off Thanks, the back of this Scott. Thing. So I bought a forty dollar rebuild kit, which comes with all the buttons inside and the entire shell. That Scott broke everything else. Yeah, everything else. I'm billing him for it, obviously, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everything else was free. I mean, I still have 2,000 miles of warranty left at this point. So after that, I don't know. Is, but, like, nothing seriously is Scott angrily typing in the I'm comments. sure he'll get to us. I'm sure he's watching. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, the key still worked fine. It was my spare that wasn't working, and that one had yeah. the intact key ring. So uh, overall, very positive. They were curious how I felt about mobile service just because this is kind of a new thing, and they're yeah. really, really gravitating away from getting anyone into the Imperial location. Right. Um, and I've got a friend that used to work at BMW Minnetonka, and he is their head tech there. And I asked him, like, well, where do you, like, draw the line for the mobile, we come to you, work on it in a parking lot versus bringing the car to the service center? He's like, honestly, if it's not a battery replacement or a main drive unit, we do it mobile. Wow. I was like, whoa, okay. That's pretty intense. But I guess, yeah, those are really the only two components big enough where you couldn't really tackle them mobile. But, I mean, think about it. You don't have to deal with a loner. Yeah. You don't have to put somebody in a car they're unfamiliar with. You don't have to inconvenience them driving to and from. And honestly, it was it was pretty quick. And the, the Chris was the tech that worked on my car. He's like, yeah, we're hiring. I'm like, if I didn't have to drive an automatic transit connect, maybe. He's like, ah, we could maybe set you up in a Model X. I'm like, uh. So <laughs> what does Tesla do for mobile service in the winter? Uh, they, they do gloves. still do it. Um, that's a really great question. I will, I'll ask the tech next time I get them out there right. to do the airbag. I'm curious. But my car had uh, steering rack bolts and a 12-volt battery done before I bought it in the winter. Okay. And like, I'm sure they appreciate if you have a garage. Maybe they require it. I don't know. Okay. Um, they might take it like to a facility. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they wouldn't do that with mobile service. But, yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't know to yeah. answer your question. Just autopilot it to a garage yeah. boy autopilot's great especially coming back from brainerd last night i'm like i just have no interest oh, in this yeah. road that's a rough drive if you yeah. don't autopilot uh cut off now, my cat picks you know what else is a great drive what anywhere ever and then mitsubishi mirage good lord okay <laughs> tell me why ryan why did you know that, ryan, that... are you being paid <laughs> no no however uh, I just I, I knew you weren't, you, but I just need to establish. If Mitsubishi that. does <laughs> want to pay me, they can go onto carbitrage.com and fill out the contact information, and then we can have a discussion about them paying me for, you know, you know hawking their 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 Mirage. That's the only thing I will ever sell for them. And the hatchback Mirage only. Yes. Uh, well, I, I'll take the sand too. The sand, it's not nearly as the good. The G four is not good enough to hawk. I'll hawk it because it's still Mirage. And if it helps Mirage sales, it helps Mirage sales. Just don't get rid of the hatch. Now, the Mirage is known for being a death trap. Everybody knows uh, that. Is it? it? Well, no, it's not, actually. Well, I mean, the same thing with the Fiat 500. Like, when it came here, they added all this crash stiffening crap. And they, they started the same year, the super small front of overlap test. And yeah. it got, like, two stars in that one test. Yeah, and it's, like, it's forever I'm a like, death trap. Okay, yeah, try crashing something that's four years older. In that same test and tell me it's a death trap. Well, so we should also note that uh, the, if you want a real, like what an actual death trap by crash test standards, like a real death trap is, is mm -hmm. when it gets a international crash test rating of zero. Yeah. 
The, I've watched a couple of those. If you want to know what a zero, like that's just how we spend our free time. Yeah. If, oh, it totally is. If that's uh, if you want to see like what earning a zero looks like, look at the Nissan Suru, which mm. is the B13 Sentra. Those are just yeah. recently stopped selling. Yeah, in because of Mexico. That, in Mexico. Yeah. So I think I a zero saw star. So many is, when I was in Mexico. Yeah. A so, zero star on the modern cycle, right? For like a front crash test, is when you can't open the door or this passenger intrusion, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. So what they would do is for that crash test is it's head-on collision with a van. Oh. So they use a Ford Transit and you, you head on into a Ford Transit 55. Oh. Uh, they must go through a lot of transits. So anyway, yeah, they do. <laughs> um, and so the Nissan Suru, the 1991 Nissan Sentra, that one got a zero. No way. Yeah. So in, to be fair, it was. If I crashed my A30 M3 into anything, I would die immediately. But that, well, that's the thing is, it, it, it was a zero, but for that one test, everything else I got like one on. But pretty impressive for a car designed like 30 years ago. Yeah. So that that's the thing is that they discontinued because it got a zero, and it was, it, it frankly just isn't safe. Uh, yeah, but real in the grand scheme of things, like if you don't care about day to day safety. Yeah, it had like a so who like cares fatalities per billion miles of vehicle, uh, of the vehicle being Are that is like uninsurable because of that, or like no, what's no, the real no. issue? It, Just it, well, it's it, the per the like the, the fatalities per billion miles is like something like thirty or like forty. Oh dang! Yeah, like well, that then that's the thing. I think we like, we value generic it, human life a little too highly in this society. So this is the thing, though, uh, the. Uh, I best cars or IC cars did a study on these, and so the average for vehicles fatalities per billion vehicle miles is two point six. So for every mile a car is driven, you know, you add yep. that up until you get to a billion and see how many people died. So they have their fourteen worst ones. Um, number one topping that list is the Mirage. And then right behind it's a Corvette, and then a Honda Fit, and then a Kia Forte, and then a Chevy Spark, and a BRZ, and a 370Z, and a Nissan Versa, Kia Real, Challenger, Camaro, Kia Soul, Veloster Turbo, and Versa Note. These cars are all owned by people who drive a lot. They drive a lot, and they drive like jackasses. Cause they have well, the Corvette people drive like jackasses. Like a Honda Fit? I mean, that's just a car that gets driven like a thousand miles a day. Well, driven by old ladies who can barely see the road exactly so people yeah. drive a jacket that's true yeah like who was the what was the last young person you saw on a soul or a veloster turbo yeah why aren't honda crvs in this list they don't kill they maim <laughs> <laughs> they take prisoners jana they take prisoners they do. which is so that's worse than actually Josh, killing crvs are out to get me and the only oh. car accident ryan has ever been in was with a crv because okay. I sit in that car. I sat in that car too much. Like, I've been pushed off the road by CRVs, like, near misses. They always drive way too close to me. Yep. Whenever a friend says they're going to buy a CRV, I'm like, I'm never sitting in it. They're just, they're after me. So, anyway, the, the <laughs> absolute death trap Mirage got 10.2 uh, fatalities per billion vehicle miles driven. So that's number one. How that, about the Corvette? The Corvette, the number two, 9.8. Oh, okay. That's barely anything so if you look at that the mirage is actually a very safe car because we talk about the corvette not being a death trap it's a just a fun car right but the mirage is really about as safe as a corvette like realistically with how people drive it it's not much different 
And these are also cars that are only available in America. So the thing is, like, these cars, like, if you look at the crash test rating of a Mitsubishi Mirage by, like, Thai standards, it gets four stars because yeah. you have stuff like the Suru that's, get, that's there getting the ones and twos. So, yeah. I just want to compare it to uh, another YouTube tangent last week. I watched Euro NCAP crash tests for uh, converted motorhomes. Oh, they're awful. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. Watching a crumple zone designed for a vehicle that, yeah. a third the weight of the one that they just crashed. Oh, Nelly. So in, in Sweden, <clears throat> they did a crash test of a Winnebago. Oh, man. I'm actually going to pull this up. They, the original crash test of the vehicle. So when, when Winnebago's get crash tested, they get crash tested as the basic chassis of the Winnebago before oh. they put the Winnebago on it. Uh, okay. So you'll have like a Ford Transit deck van. Yeah. And they crash the set. It does great, yeah, because it doesn't weigh anything. And now you get this. Uh, it doesn't show you right off the bat. Oh, no, you can see that yeah, dashboard see hitting you like a baseball bat. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> we should probably try not to fix it too much since yeah. it is an audio podcast. It's but I will true. leave that playing for the video people. Um, But this is the thing. Is everybody, they find any reason to gripe about the Mirage. Doug DeMiro decided he didn't like the fact that all the door handles are the same door handle. And the carpeting is thin. And the carpeting is thin. But what? you know what else? The carpeting is also terrible in the Honda Fit, and nobody complains about that. Carpeting is terrible in a lot of cheap vehicles. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the door handles all being the same just means it's easier to replace the parts later on in That's life. True. Right. And the cars are actually fun to drive. Like, if you drive Yeah, I drove a, Kua's. It was great. Yeah, if you drive a Mitsubishi Mirage and you drive a Honda Fit, the Mirage is a better, more fun car. Like, just factually is it's got better power to weight ratio it has a much much higher uh, torque hor- like, torque to weight ratio so it feels faster than a fit and when you're actually like getting it uh, like out on the highway you're having a blast because you're like pinning that gas pedal yeah and you can probably go over 100 in one of those i think if you try really hard you could probably bust probably. 100 on that like that's totally possible. It's probably easier in that than it is like a first gen fit. Again, so. slow car fast. Yeah, yeah hundred isn't isn't that tough. No, and it's a really fun car to drive. You put some good tires, like Kua said, good tires. That's the thing. Right? We drove Kua's, which had good tires. Yeah, if you put good you put good tires and you put an air intake on that, so you can actually hear the engine. Like it's hilarious. They're yeah, that really three fun. yeah that that three cylinder when it's opened up does make. Interesting noises. Yeah, and it sounds like an angry lawnmower. <laughs> sounds a little better than that, I would say, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the Mitsubishi Mirage, if you're going to say it's unsafe, find something else to complain about because that's factually not true. That's what I had to talk about with that. I mean, I kind of, um, yeah, I feel the same way about a lot of vehicles sold here in the last 10 or 15 years. I just like, I, I personally don't look at crash test ratings ever. No, it's, it doesn't matter. At this point, like, any car that I buy off a show floor right now is going to be more safe than my Mazda 5. Yeah, the Fact. only time where yeah, I, like, I even remotely thought of safety was when I was looking at that Suzuki X90. Oh, Jesus, look at that. And people were like, is that safe? And I was like, Categorically, I never really thought no. of that. Like, it has an airbag? I was like, eh, I mean, I drove an 88 Accord that's completely rusted, so well, ask them. safer. Was this car legally sold in the United States within the last 20 years? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ask him a question that has an inevitable yes, and then it will be fine. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Steer them away from the... <laughs> well, to be fair, with the Suzuki X90, it also had tires that were known for being terrible. So if you put modern tire technology on yeah. it, it will work a lot better. 
But I just don't care about safety. So. Anyway, see of safety, there is that. Uh... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> there is no front end. I think they're actually doing the crash test now for this one. Yeah. They did a, a sprinter-based one first. They and just yeah, did, yeah. It, you could, yeah, when you see it, like, in the, the slow-mo, it the does the crumple zone. The kid in the back zone. seat got hit by the dad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, da- the dad, like, full-on ghetto reclines into the baby seat and just snaps the baby's neck. Yeah, I mean, oh, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't want one of these. Like, who sits at a table oh, while I, you're driving? Dude, it'd be great. You could eat Waffle House while you're driving down the road. Yeah, and it's a happens. yeah. Look at that VTI motorhome. Oh yeah, look at that crumple zone toy. Oh, oh Look, the chassis stays in one place. <laughs> the back seat, the front seat goes into the back. Oh, God. but the refrigerator is largely in it's place. separated from the chassis. Yeah, yeah. Because the giant. Yeah, you're so not Top watching. Gear was right about caravans. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're they're a menace to the road. You know, to be honest, Top Gear was right about a lot of things that they were like now being proven right about years later. Um, it's, it's a it's a shame they didn't get into more fracases. Now, anyway, about um, about vans. Yes. Tell us about the show. I ended up we I got we didn't record yesterday because I got roped into going to this van show at yeah, and I was at the jet thing too. Yeah. So. and that this is out at at um. Art Art Yeah, it's this massive, massive art show. Basically, a quarter of Minneapolis turns into one giant art fair. Weird. It's Um, like we have a thriving arts community here. Yeah, I told Ben from Japanese Nostalgia Car about that, and he he couldn't imagine it. Like, I had to explain to him. I'm like, you have to understand. Like, it's literally every other street for one quarter of Minneapolis turns into a huge art show. And there's like forty thousand people go to it. Mm-hmm. There's 150 like artists on display or something. More like, than that. Oh yeah, definitely more than that. But I mean, yeah, 150 galleries that are open, yeah. and then artists within the galleries. You have like 40 concerts, and just like it's insane. But um, anyway, Abel Seedhouse and Brewery did a van show, and the guy that was hosting it, uh, Casey, super nice guy, um, wanted to get you know as many vans as he could, so. He reached out to the uh, Twin Cities Vans Club, uh, which brought out a bunch of Dodge Tradesmen and Econ Lines. Tradespersons, like please. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <sighs> sorry. Um, I'm trying to be PC here. Then uh, Jordan from Van Gogh brought out his uh, his uh, Vanigans. Uh, there's some Overlander like camper vans and stuff. But then, uh, is it similar to Chariot of the Gods, or is it a different no, sort no, of demographic? No, this this is way different because this is more kind of like. Showing off custom vanning to the larger public at large. Did you enter Vanikin? Yes. So I put Vanikin in it. Um, I got roped into putting Vanikin. I was trying not to because I'm like self-conscious about it. I'm like, it's the daily driver. Um, it was either Vanikin or Bandit by Sienna. So, so we Vanikin. Yeah. So then. Um, or Bandicoot. Oh. Crash Bandicoot. That'd be a great name. There we go. Uh, Vandicoot. <laughs> Crash Vandicoot. Oh. Missed uh, opportunity. I know, right? <laughs> oh, missed opportunity. But um, then the computer my goes. friend Ian brought his uh, Toyota Van Wagon. And this other uh, guy I know, uh, the really cool guy, and now I call him my friend now, but because uh, he is, eh, he's friends. So sure, he's friend my friend guy. Um, <laughs> friend guy. <laughs> that sentence was just full of nothing. <laughs> it had the word friend in it like nine times, and it had no conjoining, like, that was me thinking out loud. I know. Ah. Anyway, so Hubert brought out his custom van. Uh, he had a custom Toyota Sienna. It's like lowered and everything. 
Uh, he was representing van culture, the like modern <laughs> VIP vans and everything. Uh, I've never seen domestics except imports better than oh, in the yeah. van community. It was so cool because, like, I mean, at first, Vanikin was parked in, like, an accessible parking spot and then, like, a big van parked next to him thinking that he was just, like, some yabo. And then we moved Vanikin to, like, a more prominent place when the Sienna came. And, like, people were walking by and, like, actually looking in and being like, oh, my gosh, this is really cool. Yeah. And then, like, being obsessed with the Sienna and being an owner of a Sienna... And, you know, loving the Vanikin as much as I do, I was, like, so happy. It was, it was so cool because I didn't think, like, anybody doesn't care about Vanikin either. They're like, this is so, this is perfect. It's so small. Like, I don't want a big van. They're like. We had the third one. And robot. it's a manual. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and then people were, like, blown away when they found out it had, it had a manual transmission in it, too. We're like, look, look, manual. And they're like, what? But what was really cool, though, more importantly, was the people from, was like... Was Flav there? Uh, yeah, I know, right? But the, was... the people from the uh, the traditional van community with the trades persons... Thank you. And with the murals and stuff on them. <laughs> and the portal windows. Yeah, and the, and po- the, 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 the wire the, wheels. The, foot, the footprint windows <laughs> and the craggers and the Keystone <clears throat> Classics and, and everything, the, uh, yeah. The footprint gas pedal. Yeah, the, yeah so... Footprints everywhere. The, yeah, yeah. Those those guys are actually like super into the modern vans. I thought that was really cool. I, I see was that with the wagon that. community too, though. I mean, yeah. even if you have no other common thread, like you park a, a B-body woody Caprice next to an E91 in a parking lot, and they're gonna be like... Hell they're gonna yeah. be friends together now. Well, yeah, but they're just gonna like come and go at different times to their cars. But like, that's cool. Yeah, but if, if, I like I've never seen it where like you know I was expecting it to be kind of like muscle car guys. Like they laugh at the imports. Now the length of the roof has a long way to go. Yeah, in somebody's character. Yeah, I, it, it, it's it was really really nice because it's it was cool seeing. I like that. These yeah, are it, at the time when imports are coming around, muscle cars were still huge and it was still a regularly known thing, and that really ostracized a lot of the younger people that were trying to get into cars buying Honda Civics. And now I think yeah. that they shouldn't have cars because uh, they like the Civic and they. But every everybody they knew had a muscle car and they just made fun of them all the time. Well, the vans, regardless of how cool your tradesman with like ethereal goat and like a wizard and like a naked lady like airbrush on the side looks. It's gonna look like a rape van to a normal person. Like you can have the coolest one yep. in the world. It's gonna be a rape van. Um, it, it, so they, they're kind of ostracized already, and it's just like they're just happy enough to see people carrying on the van torch. And I think it's 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 a really really cool thing because uh, vans are pretty rad. I'm not gonna lie. It was really cool just seeing you know all these people like if you ever want to see like a, a Volkswagen dude get get along with a guy with a Toyota and a dude with a like a Chevy and a Dodge all yep. together next to a dude with a Mercedes and nobody's arguing, you got to go to a van show. It's the only place it's cool. ever going to happen. So Yeah, there aren't wagon shows. So you have to go to the other alternative long roof and yep. that is vans. The, the superior long roof. The longest much roof. Accepted. It is literally just a long roof with nothing else. That's what a van is. I'm just... I'm picturing like a coupe where somebody's just stapled some like <laughs> corrugated metal on the back. Like, not the longest roof, bro. <laughs> yeah you still have a trunk it's worthless yeah exactly but no it was really cool so people actually like vanikin i'm not self-conscious and then i also found out um that van culture i thought that they were a like offshoot of like japanese van style where they do like vip style vans in japan but no this is actually a totally separate thing that came from the filipino car community where a lot of van culture the american style vip vans van culture with the k okay um 
the Instagram he's brought up yeah. occasionally. But the, I did not know that they were. It was entirely run by like Filipino Filipino immigrants and second generation Filipino immigrants. Where they were given a van, and they're like. Yeah, this is actually, this makes sense. Why would I not have a van? That's a great form factor. Yeah, and then they end up going, well, I want to make it cool, though. Like, I always thought that they were like... I still like, like that Odyssey, that black one with the giant yeah, Boston exactly, wheels and yeah. the green calibers. That thing is, that's pretty rad. Yeah, and he was going to be at the show, but he had to, he went down to the Dallas for automation, so... Oh, yeah, I, I hadn't even heard about that show, but I saw a lot of things pop up about it. It's always a shit show about it. It's always a shit show. If it I didn't sucks. have to drive to the Dells... Yeah, I wouldn't want to go there ever. But yeah, I, always th- I thought it was kind of cool because I always thought it was just like a bunch of people are like they had Accords and now like they have kids so they have to get a C- they have to get an Odyssey and they just like throw all the Mugen stuff on from Japan that they already knew about. I didn't know it. this was like a totally separate community that just like it grew organically on its own. I thought it was, honestly was just a from like people replicating the Japanese style. So hmm. now I know. So the more you know now too. So thank you. That's G. I. Joe. also what I learned this week. <laughs> what you uh, your your segues are not bad but just like there's no there's no like timing <laughs> between your story i'm like and that's in synopsis and summary why i learned this this week how about you, <laughs> you sorry i'm still like 15 <laughs> seconds back processing the shit you were just talking about um i learned that the longer the roof of your vehicle the better judge of character you have as a person there you go perfect what about people with limousines you should say Ooh. The best then. The the longer oh, the I roof, think there might be a flaw no. in my logic. One here. second, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna improve all this. The longer the length of the roof per capita to the wheelbase of the vehicle, the better a person <laughs> uh, you are. Gross cap- capacity. The gross capacity. Was like, yeah, like There's a limo can hold like thirty people, but like if it's driving around with one person in it. So like, I'm just saying, like the carry capacity of the vehicle. I think you're just it, working on the formula right now. Yeah, yeah. It, we're in its infancy. We'll have to figure it, yeah, this out. You, you found out. You you came up with the hypothesis, yeah, we came and up now with you hypothesis. have to make it's another great shirt idea, like an yeah. outline of a wagon or a van. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll work on it. <laughs> For those of you listening to the audio podcast, I made a long hand motion and then thumbs ups, and then a short hand motion and thumbs downs. So I have a like a Twitter Sienna with a thumbs up and a guy going like that and then like that and then a guy with like a Ferrari 355 and somebody hey. goes, ah, hey, hey, ah. no, <laughs> I like my 355. But you also have Mr. Wiggs. So. So, oh, and Brexit. Yes. So, so Jana, what, what did you learn? What did I learn this week? Well, I had mostly finals, so I was just relearning a lot of information and then I also found out I time things very poorly. I set aside a day to do my final, and it did not work out for me that way. So I had a week to complete a final, and then I was like, oh, I can do it in one day. But can you? No, I missed, like, the last three questions were, like, answered, and then the last one was not answered. And I was like, oh, this professor is going to think poorly of me, and I have to work with him a lot. Well, so, go to office I'm sure, hours. I'm sure, sure everything will be fine. fine but finals you. are over, so it's it's good day. Perfect. Yeah. And, so, and I turned in my independent study summary, so I'm... After well, see, look at the bright side. Yeah. You got that done. And then so. Art of World, you know, it's good. We got a lot of cool stuff happening. Josh, what'd you, uh, uh, what, 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 what yeah. did you learn? Yes, even though you're in the peanut gallery, <laughs> what'd you learn? So uh, you, you have a mic, so... Over the last couple of weeks, I, I've been working with my cousin, and 
we play chess on our breaks and I, I showed him this little opening of mine and ever since he's been kicking my ass and uh just the other day i learned how to defend against that so nice. i'm back in the you're in the back into being good i should introduce you to uh guido my main triggs friend feeder yeah uh he's really good at chess okay yeah you yeah, and him awesome. could, like nerd out and do chess stuff and right. i was he, in chess club in fourth grade <laughs> uh, Guido also. Um, I think he Johnny does... Langholtz also really likes chess. Dude, are we have a chess that... party? No, I hate chess. I don't do it Aww. anymore. I want to have a chess <laughs> party. I'll, I'll host I'm it if you guys want to play chess. I'm terrible at chess, but I love playing it. It'd be I'll a lot of fun. Don't do it anymore. Yeah. Also, but... another happy thing: Johnny Langholtz is back in town. He yeah, yeah, Johnny. About cars, but we I'm should sure actually we'll have, have him on. on we should like rudimentarily, rudimentary. How do you say rudimentary? that? Rudimentary. Yeah, but like truly. Trivially teach him, yeah. Trivially teach him about like a topic and just have him like spout about it on the entire. Episode he knows then. one solid thing, like knows yeah. everything about one topic. Exactly. Give him like I'll a really him. obscure topic. Like, he, like he learn everything about all everything production about two-cylinder engines. Drum just learn technology. It. No, because I know a lot about that. But <laughs> something that I just yeah, have no interest in, like like teach him about like motorcycles or something. I don't no, know. No, God, I don't want him to know about motorcycles. I'll turn to a douche. Or let's just have him on a Nick and Peanut Gallery. It's fine. He's an yes. interesting fellow. Yeah, That's no, fine. I, I think I like just drag I him like, down here. I like, the idea of, I like the idea of having somebody in our Peanut Gallery who has like a vague knowledge or vague interest in cars that knows nothing about we'll it. We'll just have to ask him a lot of open-ended questions to get like the impression of like a normal car culture person. from a normal a This normal is perfect. Person. We've solved the Johnny episode. Yes. All right, I, well, episodes, I plan on having him just be around. We'll so. see. He is we'll our see. third wheel. We'll so. see. We already have a third wheel. Oh. That's you, Jana. Yes. Well, he'll be our I think wheel. I think Jana met in me and her's relationship. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's the 88 Kuntash. I'm sorry. Shall, well, anyway, shall you, you get the bagpipes, Ryan? I'm going Ryan? to get these bagpipes. We're off to Art of World. Bye. All right, bye. Part two, electric.